and welcome to the latest instalment of the Rangers Women's Sporters Group podcast. As always, I'm joined by Alan and Kar. How are you Even doing? Very good. Recovered from all the football? Well, I had one game this week, so I'm doing all right. But it was lots of standing up and jumping about today. <laughs> Got the exercise in. So we'll kick off with some breaking news that we had at the... Well, the end of the week then, as the transfer window was closing, we signed Libby Vance on loan from Brighton, the 20-year-old midfielder. And as we've seen today, she's no bad, Alan. Aye, it was a wee bit of a surprise. So I got some whispers the night before the, the window closed that we were getting a loan signing from Brighton and then it was announced uh, sometime during the afternoon, I'm sure. I'd, don't know anything about Libby Bands from before the interviews, but she talks about being sort of all action, bit box to box, and obviously we weren't sure if she'd play today. But I'll go on to talk about the game obviously later on. But she was straight into the squad. It's interesting to see our listen to her saying that she was initially reluctant to to leave Brighton and come come so far away from home, but she seemed to have quickly changed her mind as soon as she's talked to Joe Potter, so that's quite encouraging that Joe's got that much of a sway on players. Thank God she did, Cash, was quite good. <laughs> were you happy with her overall transfer business, or would you like some more players in? I was fairly happy with it, you know, obviously Rachel Rowe, Rio have come in and done like pretty good for us. Michelle has done fairly well for the game time that she has been given. So I was happy we brought someone else in just for covering that midfield with Chelsea being out injured. Kirstie's going to need a break at some point. <clears throat> Tess will probably need moved back into the, the back line at some point if we're struggling for injuries, which will come on to after today's game. But, you know, I didn't know much about her. I went and looked her up and I hadn't seen, it seemed that she hadn't scored any goals, which initially worried me because we need people that can score goals all over the pitch. And then, We'll come on to it today, but she, she came in and did that with relative ease. So I'm very impressed by her movements, really good. Technically, she's quite gifted. You can tell why Brighton have wanted to keep her on because she is very talented, I'd say. So a bit more time to gel with everybody, and I think we're all on to a flyer with her. Absolutely. So then the other announcements were the international breaks, which were now on after today's game. So Megan Bell got called up for the games against Republic of Ireland and Albania. Rachel Rowe bizarrely called up despite being injured to, as they play as Wales play Iceland and Denmark. Vic Essence got some friendlies against Chile. And for Scotland, it was the usual Nick Dock, Jenna Fife, Rachel McLaughlin, which is a maybe after today. Uh, Kirsty McLean and obviously our former players, Emma Watson, Sam Kerr. Uh, so they play England away and then Belgium at home. No call up for Michelle Coulson though, despite her actually playing. But Rachel Rose away, Alan. Make that make sense. Well, to be fair, Michelle Coulson's not playing either, so I'm I'm not entirely surprised that she's not been called up. Uh we've always discussed that in the pod previously, wondering when she's gonna get a run of games and we'll go on and talk later after today's game, why she might actually get a run of games. But Rachel Robin called up was a wee bit surprising. But 
It's only surprising because the club are so secretive over injuries. We've not got a clue why Rachel Rose out injured. We've no idea what's happened to Sarah Ewens. You know, we've no idea why Megan Bell was it. So Rachel Rowe might might be flying and fit now and just being kept kept back. It's certainly a weird one card, but like Megan being back called back and she has kinda of, does seem to be well, I say fit now and then she gets a whack in the back <laughs> today, but that's just the luck. But are you surprised that like Kathy or that never got called up or do you think it was right that she's not being called up this time? I mean, obviously for her, I think she'd be quite disappointed to not get called up. But with her just coming back from a serious knee injury, with the issue of her broken nose, and I think today was the last day wearing the mask. But, you know, it's maybe not the best timing for her to then go into a run of international games and then have to come back and play a run of games with us. So maybe it's for the best that she's now got this time to go and probably have some time with Joe and Jay and the rest of the girls that aren't called away to go and just relax and learn some new stuff with them. So it's probably for the best. I know she'll be gutted about it, but it's probably um, kind of weirded out. that Not weirded out, that's the wrong phrase. You know, it's strange that Michelle didn't get called up after she was initially called up. Previous to her just joining us, she'd been called up for the Belgian squad. Obviously, she didn't play. She was on the bench, but... It's strange that obviously they saw something in her and now maybe just because she's not been playing that much they think, oh, it's not worth it. So it's just kind of disappointing for her, but hopefully now she'll get more game time and be able to get called up for our national side. Yeah, and we've also got the under-19s playing, Alan. Annoyingly, they've scheduled the games for the under-19s on the exact same day the A-team plays, which means that a lot of people obviously can't go because there's quite a lot of travel into England. But who could you had written down who's been called up for the under 19s? Yeah, so uh, we've got Ailey Austin, Laura Berry, uh, Mason Clark, Kayla Jarden, Mary McCauley, Jodie McCleary. We've also got Lucy Inman and Jenna Ferguson, who are both out in loan. So we've got a total of eight players representing the club at 19s. Definitely frustrating that people can do both games on Friday. Think uh, the lunchtime kickoffs, people will be able to do double duties if they want on Tuesday when we're back at handing. I think I might be wrong, but I think the uh, under 19s are playing at Angel Park. Yeah, yeah, that's where we usually play. So people will be able to go to that on Tuesday and then have plenty of time to make it out to handing if you choose to. But it's, it's great to see so many players getting called up. And going, getting the experience of training with a different group, some different coaches, just seeing what they might pick up and bring back to the club. Yeah, but there was also the under-23s, but no Rangers players in that because Kirsty McLean's a baller and goes straight into the first team. Same with Emma Watson. So it's a wee break for... Club football, but we've still got plenty of players to follow, so we'll probably do a wee pod on that sun next Sunday, just to keep everybody on the loop of what's happening with players. So we'll jump into the Rangers Motherwell game that was on Wednesday. We started with Vic Essen and goals, Rachel McLaughlin, Catherine Hill, Nick Dock, 
Then we had Kayla Jardin, I think, making her first start for us. Um, Tess McDag, Kirsty McLean, Judy McLeary, Kirsty Howitt, Rio Hardy, and Laura Berry. What did we make of that team, Alan? We were obviously at the game. Any surprises? Not really. I think Kayla Jardin's been playing away into the team. And we've sort of spoke about in recent weeks when we need maybe manage a minute, say the wingers. You know, we're putting a lot of load on them, playing as wing-backs, when we're playing a back three. So we've seen in the last couple of games, Kayla's come in and starting and making sure both me and Jody are getting a wee bit of rest in games. So it was pleasing to see Laura Berry start. I think we were surprised. Again, we go back to the club, no mentioning anything about injuries. We turn up to Broadwood and there's no sign of Sarah Ewan's who played well against Partick. So that in itself was a, probably the only surprise. Sarah Ewens hasn't even been on the bench the last couple of games, Car, but on the bench there was obviously Mason Clark, Michelle Coulson, uh, Mia McCauley, Megan Bell was back, and Ailey Austin. The unused subs were Fife and Laird, but it was good to see some of the other youngsters like Mason and that getting on, but it is weird that Sarah Ewens seems to have disappeared again. I'm guessing she's picked up an injury and we'll just never find out until she's eventually returns. That's what happened with Megan Bell. She'll be just not there and then she was back and that was that. It, we just don't say anything. It's just wild to me that we have such a big squad with so many talented players and yet they just disappear and nobody mentions it. It's like they don't exist and then they, they just come back. It's, it's very, very bizarre to me. But I, I was very happy that Laura Berry got a start. I think she deserved it after her performance at the weekend against Sunday United or the weekend prior. Um, great to see Mason getting more minutes. Um, Mia McCauley just flying at the moment. She's having such a good time. But we need to, I think, limit her minutes because I don't want her getting run into the ground and potentially having injuries, which has left us kind of short with Brogan being out. So it's nice that Kayla's getting a chance to come in and play that role opposite side. They can switch around when they need to. So overall, I was very happy with the squad, well, with the lineup that day, because there wasn't much different than we probably could have gone with. You know, probably the strongest squad that we could have started with and then good to just get the ball rolling and then get some subs made. Yep, so we started kind of slow, Alan. Motherwell were being quite stubborn and that we had a couple of chances where Nick hit the crossbar, Kirsty Howitt hit the post. I think we had a couple of other chances in there, but it was a kind of slow start for what we're kind of used to seeing with the team kind of coming out the traps and getting more on target than no, really. Definitely, but I, I think as you alluded to, a lot of that was down to the pressure of Motherwell put on the ball. You know, they were dogged in defence and we saw in the semi-final in the Cup at Hamden last time we played him. You know, they're, they're a very, very well-organised team. You know, they they know their positions well and they cover space very well. And it's going to be a case we're going to have to go deep into the game to make sure we secured it. Just case you're making sure we didn't do anything stupid and give them something to hold on to, which thankfully we didn't do until we were comfortably ahead. But again, that's something we'll, we'll obviously talk about 
I was just frustrating. It took us a while to get into the game and and score the first goal. But it, even though we weren't playing great, you felt it was a matter of time. Not if. Yeah, we were keeping the pressure on the car, and then at the twenty ninth minute, we were wee mini any got a goal. Here we are, test at the corner. The kind of ball comes back to Tess, she passes it back to Kirsten McLean. Kirsten McLean turns, gives herself some space, which seems to have all the space in the world, and then she gets her, her goal. She hits a lovely shot and puts us 1 0 up. Yeah, on her weaker foot again, she seems to be favouring that. Maybe it's not a weak foot, maybe they're both equally as class as the next, but just a, a good routine. I, I hate short corners, but I feel like we worked that one quite well to just get it back into play. Kirsty to just turn and just, I wasn't a screamer by any stretch of the imagination. She loves to score those, but just to turn and slot it past the keeper was just exactly what we needed because it felt like we were just, we were trying things from distance and they weren't coming off and we were just trying a little bit too much. And then she just turns and gets us not flying, but off started and lets us settle down for half time and just feel like, right, we're in this, it's fine. Like, Kirsty just settles us all down when she scores. Absolutely. And then Rachel McLaughlin had a couple of shots, Alan. She kind of was chipped away. She's been desperate to score, but she's been hitting them here and everywhere. But eventually, as later in the game, she does get her rewards. But her fullbacks are certainly kind of. Try to get the shots off, and because Nick, I think Nick's still to score, but she's certainly getting the shots off. Rachel's getting the shots off, so we're get spreading the goals out again, or the chances. Uh, kind of looked on Wednesday night, like maybe some some of the rest of the squad had been poking a wee bit of fun at Rachel, and she was out trying to prove a point, not having scored this season, and she was pretty much shooting for all angles, mm. and. Getting closer and closer, and you just felt it was in the first half. It was going to be one of the games we were going to struggle to score goals. You never really thought we'd struggle to to win. We'd, it just looked like one of the nights it was no real going to give us many rewards. Yeah, so then we went in one 0 at half time, car, and then we come out and we're kind of chip away again as we'd been doing the first half, but then it took to the 52nd minute till we got our second goal, a Rachel McLaughlin cross, and then Rio Hardy tucks it away. I mean, she can score from everywhere, feet, head, wherever she needs to, but she's always in the right areas. Like She just is where we need her to be, and she's always just putting them away. She's very clinical you know, in all kind of areas or wherever she needs to be in the box. And, you know, Rachel, another great delivery from Rachel and everybody's just kind of chipping in with assists at the moment. We seem to be all over the park. Everybody's just throwing them where they need to be and either Rachel or Kirsty or other Kirsty will put them away where they want them to be. So it was nice to come out second half and score quite early on just to kind of get things going again. Yep, and then after that, it was seven minutes later, Rachel... Our persistence finally paid off, Alan, as we've just touched on. A ball for Kirsty Howitt, kind of played it across the box. The ball falls to Rachel McLaughlin. We thought she took two, one too many touches, but nah, she proved us wrong and slotted it into the goals. It was one of them, the ball came out to Rachel and you thought she's got, she's got a touch and hit it, but there was space in front of her and it just seemed to open up. So she took another touch, went further 
on our touch and then before you know it she's like halfway inside the box and chance to score and she she wasn't going to miss it so it was a reward for her persistence it, it definitely was something that paid off yeah but then after that we can all let mother will come back into it car roar mother we had a few chances or kind of putting a bit of pressure on us forced Vic into a couple of saves and then their pressure paid off and they scored what I would call a sloppy goal. I think Vic should have done better. And Vic also after the game thought she could have done better, but we'll know repeat what she said to mm-hmm. us. Uh, what did you think? Could she have done better? Was it just with the rain and the surface? Was it just one of the kind of goals? I don't know, because I've only seen the highlights, but from the angle of the highlights, it looks like she should have done a lot better. I don't know if she's just kind of caught out with the angle of it and she doesn't expect her to take a shot from there and she just can't get quite back across quick enough. But realistically, the defenders should have probably been shutting her down before it got to that point and then not putting Vic in that position. But it's just another goal conceded and we just seem to keep doing that, whether it's defensive errors or goalkeeping errors or whatever it might be, we just seem to this season be be doing that and it's, it's hopefully not going to catch up with us, but it's starting to worry me a little bit. Well, at that point it was, and then today happened and I'm not so worried anymore, but <laughs> a ways there I was starting to get worried that this was just going to be a thing. We were just going to concede every game through defensive mistakes or goalkeeping errors, but I guess Joe made her decision after this game and obviously we'll come on to it, put Jenna back in, but maybe that's going to be the case. You get a chance, make a mistake and then you're out. So we'll see, we'll see what happens after the international break with that. But she probably should have done better. Yeah. But do you think, Alan, I think she hit, it was quite far out that the Motherwell player hit it for you. Do you think Vic should have done better or were we being a bit harsh? No, I, I, I think she she's understandably disappointed with herself. And we, we were in disbelief in, in that goal at the game, you know, the best thing I can compare it to it was almost like our defence was moving across and setting up for a set piece coming in when the ball was actually still in play. And sort of the only way I can describe how far over the goal that Vic was and left this huge space. And I think Carol Boys is scoring goals for Margo. She's, I may have been 25 yards out, but it was gift wrapped for her. And it was a sort of moment of switching off that we tend to do at least once or twice in a game. Yeah, we did bounce back and get uh, another goal to kind of seal it. Uh, Car, it was another Kirsty Howitt goal and another Mia assist. Um, was it up Kirsty McLean? Long ball over the top, Megan then kind of gets it, deflects off the defender slightly, and then Kirsty sticks her leg out almost in a way to describe it. She's kind of falling at the same time as she just kind of pokes her left leg at it and it and it goes in but another great assist from Kirsty McLean who's just that's what she does these days she's not scoring she's assisting it's just top class for her especially the long balls over the top she's just superb at them yeah so it was a good three points it was two games with her six points couldn't ask for anything more maybe some more goals to be fair but Two clean sheets would have been nice, but... <laughs> so then we'll move on to Wintrose today. We had five as Car said, back in goals. 
McLaughlin, Hill, Doherty, Jardin, Medag, McLean, McCauley, Bale, Hardy and Hibbert. But it was a second start in a row for Kayla Jardin. Kath, what did you make of the team? Yeah, I was fairly happy with it. Again, probably the most comfortable and probably deserving after the last couple of games. Kirsty Howitt's been scoring a lot, so maybe, you know, it was best to have her back in. Well, not back in, but do you know what I mean? Like, as the main kind of striker up there, Rio Hardy, again, deserves it. Couldn't really argue against any of them. Maybe the only one a little bit harsh on Jodie, potentially, just because she missed out in the last game, so maybe she deserved to start. But Kayla Jordan, again, has been quite, quite good for us the last couple of games, so... You can make arguments for any of them, but I was I was fairly happy with the with the squad, uh, the team, to be honest. Yeah, so we kind of it was like a bit uh, as we just we seem, it sounds like we're repeating ourselves. But a uh, slow start again, Alan. We when trolls were like Motherwell, kind of being stuffy. It's like they watch us and they're like, if we just sit here and make them try and play through us, they find it difficult. Pro. Probably very true. You know, they, they know that they, they can make a game difficult for, for us, but being a part-time team, they can keep that intensity up for 90 minutes, and we saw that today. We probably needed to show a bit more composure on, on the ball. We needed to move the ball a bit quicker, but we also needed to adapt to the surface a bit more. No, it's not a complaint about the surface. All the surfaces are artificial in the league, but we needed to be getting a touch before the ball bounced. We were letting the ball bounce far too much, and it was it was just skidding away. So, but I think once we sort of dealt with that a wee bit, as we grew into the game, we became a lot more comfortable. Yeah, and worryingly, we've got. Um, Rachel McLaughlin went off car, Michelle Coulson come on can't really recall what happened and I've watched it back and can't see what happened so I don't know if it was a non-contact injury or whether she just had like the studs at the back of her ankle or something but she was hobbling about for quite a wee while before they eventually made the decision to take her off yeah, she was kind of, after it happened, I don't know if she like went over her ankle or something's happened to her ankle, but after that she wasn't really fully putting her foot on the ground after it, and she was still kind of running and she's had a couple of shots after that, but you could see that she was in a lot of pain, so I think that was the correct decision, and obviously nobody wants anybody to get injured, but Michelle's probably quite happy that she got a chance to actually come in and play, and it pushed Cathy out then from kind of centre out to the, the side, and she did really well, to be fair to her. Like, she said at the end that she thought she was really happy with her performance on that side, so at least we've got options there and know that the back line can adapt when needed, but it's just worrying for Rachel. Hopefully it's nothing too serious. She can play for Scotland, and if not, just come back and rest and be back for the, the games after the international break. Yeah, hopefully she's fine. Um, so the first kind of big chance of the game was a Kirsty Howitt shot, and it was, as always, hit off the crossbar, <laughs> went down. You were saying it was in passes, I don't think so. So he's decided, was it in or was it out? Alan? I've not seen a replay yet, but I, I felt it again. It bounced, bounced in and came back out, but... You were adamant it, it didn't, so we'll we'll let a, a replay see if that's conclusive and, and settle that. Given my <laughs> prediction for a predictor, I'll be very disappointed if that was over a line, mind you. <laughs> for, that, for the angle on the Montrose TV, 
it's like exactly where we seen it, so I still think it was coming diagonally back at Car. But what did you think about it? I mean, at the time initially, I was screaming for it. I thought it was in because it looked like the way it bounced had gone in, but it wasn't given, so it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. We still went on and scored a, a barrel load of goals, so it doesn't really matter other than for your guys' predictions. For I went too low, you went a little bit too high, so the, that's the cut of the mustard sometimes. <laughs> So we eventually got our, our first goal, the 29th minute. Some nice play. It was Kirsten Howitt assisting Megan Bell this time. A bit of a one-two between them. And then Megan hit a really nice shot at the back of the, the net, Alan. And it started from Cathy bombing forward, passing players, fired the ball into Megan, who had the one-two, as you mentioned, with Kirsty Howitt. And just... Kirsty's laid it into a path, first time finish. Probably quite close to a keeper, but with that power, very difficult for a keeper to to get anything on it and stop it. And it kind of opened the floodgates a wee bit. It was just as that goal was struck, I think she got like either an elbow or a knee or something in the back, because as soon as she scored, Cash, she was kind of holding onto her back. So hopefully not an injury, but we'll see if she plays against... Um, like Romania, or not, if she see if she plays for Northern Ireland because she's usually kind of a starter for the way. So hopefully nothing too serious because we could do without any more injuries. No, she seemed like she seemed to run it off, you know, fairly okay, and then obviously she was subbed later on. But that one two was just perfect. It was inch perfect where it needed to be, and I love it when they do that because it just shows that they're in sync with each other and then she just curls it round the keeper almost and in. And I think she needed that. I think she needed a goal after being out for a wee while with whatever she was out with to just come back and she had a free kick just before that that I, we were all shouting at her to hit it, put it in because she's so good at them and she chose not to, but that, that was just perfect for her. So she just opened up and then lay flat on the deck because she'd been something happened to her back and she looked like she was in quite a lot of pain but she ran it off uh, Just to touch on the three kicks Alan we had Tess there, we had Megan there but it was one of the Megan didn't do too great with the three kicks you were kind of wishing Tess had took them but then sometimes Tess doesn't hit them that great and you're wishing you had some there so I think we should have a kind of a set kind of free kick taker or do you think it's good to kind of mix it up? No, I think it's good for a wee bit of variety. Megan had two fairly close to each other in the first one. We thought maybe she'd take a shot because Megan will probably shoot for anywhere, but she actually played it right through to the back post and Cathy almost got on the end of it. You know, and it seemed to catch him and throw his defence out. So, you know, like, take your hats off to that and that was a good wee bit of invention. Second one she had was a bit closer in, but bit better and more favourable for shooting. But she hits out in the wall, and you're quite disappointed with that. You at least want to get it over the wall and make the keeper work. But we are a wee bit hit and miss with free kicks. Definitely hit and miss with shots as well, despite the amount of goals scored today. But anyway, so it didn't take long. Once the goals came, they started coming fairly regularly. We had our second with. Mia McCauley on the score sheet and the first of Kirsty McLean's assist with a lovely through ball. Mia gets on the end of it. 2-0 Rangers, Car. I mean, 
cool as you like. She's just so composed on the ball as Mia, but that that ball through just kind of evades everyone, and then Mia's just in the perfect place to just slot it past the keeper with no issue. But I think Kirsty got about four assists today and a couple of goals, so you know she's just absolutely flying at the moment, and she's so good. I think everybody's now kind of realising why we've been talking about her for so long, about how good she is, because she just is different. Like, you can't explain how good she is unless somebody comes and watches her, because she's just that good. Absolutely. Then we were 3-0 up within another four or five minutes. Rio Hardy this time at the air goals tally. She could fairly hit them in. Kirsty how it was the assist this time. She turns, I think it was Nick throwing Kirsty how it turns, makes some space and just plays it across to Rio who knocks it home. Alan. Yeah, I can't remember if, if Kirsty how it actually laid it off or if it was a blocked shot, but Rio's right in the centre of the box in the right place and she'll grab chances like that all day long. So we went in at half time, three and a up. Probably should have been more car because we were kind of hitting a lot over the bar and at the park and whatever. But we took the three now. We're fairly happy. Right, I would have liked it if they stopped trying to concuss and wind the defenders of Montrose because it seemed like every second shot was being smashed directly at them, and they were like fair, like taking some beatings from the balls from Kirsty Howitt and Rio as well. They kept just seeming to like smash off the defenders. So I'm sure they were happy they went in at halftime and got to sit down and catch their breaths again after that. But I was fairly happy with that. I would have liked a few more goals, but you can't complain when the second half happens. Yep, so then the second half, the players come out for the second half. Uh, Libby Bands comes on to make her debut. Kayla Jarton was off. Jodie comes on and Megan goes off. Pro- possibly precautionary after that knock, but we'll never know because we'll never be told. <laughs> and what an impact from Libby Bands. Alan comes on first ever career goal after saying that she's never really been much a goal scorer. Nick Dock assist. Happy days. I think the early goal in the second half just made sure we settled right into the game early on and we weren't going to struggle to assert ourselves like we maybe had at the start of the game in the first half. And what, what a way to start, start your career at Rangers. She's up here for a year on loan. She spoke in her first interview about wanting to add goals and assist their game. And she was playing where Megan had came off, so an advanced midfield role. So saw her getting into a box at every opportunity she had. And she just found space and scored scored that as if she scored loads of goals in her career. Definitely. There was a couple of more chances, card that were starting kind of hitting them here and everywhere again. And then Rio got Another goal, Kirsty Howitt assisted again. It was just a simple pass across the box. Rio taps at home, as she's very good at. Yeah, in the right place again, where she needs to be to just make that happen. But, you know, there's a few shots before that. Kirsty Howitt had an opportunity to chip the keeper. I'm fairly sure that was before this. And she just hits it wide and high. And you're thinking, oh, here we go again. But then Rio just steps up and goes, nah, it's fine. Don't worry about it. I mean... 
it's probably the easiest goal I think she got today, to be honest, other than maybe her next one. But just she's just so good. She's just in the right place at the right time and just doesn't worry about where she needs to put it. She just puts it where I need to go and she's just so calm with it. I just she's superb to use my favourite word at the moment. <laughs> so there was just a few minutes later and they swapped roles. Kirsty Howe was the scorer, Rio with the assist. They actually started with some nice play from Libby. He passes it to Rio, then she just kind of plays it through for Kirsty. She tucks it home, returning the favour. Well, I think a relationship between Kirsty and Rio is massively encouraging because they're both determined to score as many goals as possible, but the, the picking the right moments when, even though Rio's on a hat-trick and going through, she sees Kirsty in a better position and, and lays her off. I think they're both realising that the more goals the team score, the better. And if you keep plugging away, they'll get enough chances to score plenty themselves. Yep, it did take long for Rio to get her hat-trick. It was, this time, it was a mere assist, crosses it in, and then Rio heads it home. Can't remember if that was a perfect hat trick or no. I'll need to double check that. But another hat trick for Rio Car. I don't know. She scored two more feet and one more head. Surely that's good enough. <laughs> <laughs> Surely that's good enough. I mean, just Mia was great because she was quite deep, but she, the way she crossed it in and Rio was just in the right place and to just like dink it in. And you, you can't be happier with a hat trick. You're thinking that's fine. She's got two in, you know, two Sundays happy days and then she's just she's not content with that and needs to continue on the game trying more things to get more goals but again a great cross from Mia and the youngsters are really proving why they should be in this team Yep they definitely are because then Mia pops up and gets her second goal of the day this time once I get in Kirsty McLean with the assist like that was the one that was the long ball over the top Unbelievable ball, actually. Superb, if we use that <laughs> one. And Mia gets her second of the day, Alan. Yeah, it was a fantastic ball through by Kirsten McLean. Again, you know, you'd expect nothing less. We tried quite a lot of these balls through the game, and some of them were just a, a bit too direct, a bit too straight. But this one gave me a pro, probably 50-50 with a keeper, maybe 60-40 in Mia's favour. She's got there just ahead of the keeper, knocked it by her and then composed herself and just passed it into an empty net. You know, keeper could easily have wiped her out, so so Mia was brave and gone gone through and winning that ball and then just keeping the composure and you know, make, making it two and then Mia's looking for a hat trick after that. Absolutely, I love it. And then coming thick and fast. Kirsty McLean gets yet another assist. This time she's over kind of the far side, pulls the ball back. Tess is running in. Tess slots at home. Yet another goal, Kar. I mean, it was a hat trick of assists for any at that point, but a, a good thinking because I thought maybe she would have you know have, maybe have a goal herself, and she just kind of cuts it back for Tess, who's kind of running at it, and then she just like hits it, and it kind of curls into the top corner easy as you like, and. 
Tess doesn't score many goals from open play. It tends to be free kicks that she'll get them from. So it's nice to, you know, get her back on the score sheet and get some confidence building in the whole team for everyone. But mate, I think Kirsty McLean could probably go into the men's team and she'd do just as well as anybody else. So I'm just I'm just so buzzing for her because she's so good. But you know, obviously nice for Tess to get a goal as well. Of course. Give you other players some credit, eh? No, I mean, every one of them is absolutely class, but Kirsty McLean is probably up there. I mean, she is in the title of the pod this week, so it's fair enough. It's fair enough. So then we never had to wait long. A minute later, and Libby Mans gets her second goal for us, some debut. A lovely ball this time for Cathy. Played really well in that kind of right back position, running up and did that wing. She plays the ball through and the ginger connection links up, goal assist. Everybody's happy, Alan. Yeah, like we say, I mean, for somebody that's never scored a professional goal before, you know, you wouldn't believe that look. The way she just ran onto that ball, it was a cracking through ball, like you say, by Cathy, and she's absolutely smashed it across the keeper into the top corner. And, it was an outstanding goal, you know, all, all round for, for the ball through to, to going on and having the confidence to take that shot on early and keep her no chance. And it should be said, despite us scoring so many goals, their keeper had a smashing game. And it could have been a lot more if it wasn't for some of the saves the keeper pulled off. Ruined their score predictor, Alan. <laughs> <laughs> so then it was a few minutes later, crushed to have it. Back on the score sheet again. This time, Nick Dock getting in amongst the assists. With a nice cross ball across. Libby Baz kind of dummies it, goes through her legs, and Kirsty taps home. That was her, what, 11 0 by that point, Car? It was, it was 11 0. It was nice to see Nick, you know, getting involved and throwing some balls in there. But I don't know if Libby meant to do that, but I'm going to assume that she did mean to do that and she didn't actually take a swipe at it and miss. And then Kirsty's in the right place and just kind of dinks at home, easy as you like, and get, gets her second of the game. And, you know, it's it's encouraging when you start the game, Kirsty's, you know, assisting and seems to be struggling a little bit that she still keeps going and gets them despite how many she kind of missed. Because I think we had 41 shots on target in that game. So, you know, it's only come out, which must be some kind of record, by the way. That must be up there with one of our highest on targets. But it was nice to her get for Kirsty to get a goal and probably an, an easier one that she could have got all game. I can't talk today. <laughs> You're getting tired. No. So then the final goal of the game was scored 84 minutes, annoyingly, Alan, because they had plenty of time to score another <laughs> couple. But it was real hard to, not content with getting a hat-trick, she wanted four goals today. And yet again, Kirsty McLean with the assist. She had kind of, was trying to get on the score sheet herself. Couldn't it? it kind of bounces a bit of you, but I think, and then Rio hits the rebound gets her fourth goal of the game, their twelfth goal. I think by that point in the game, we had so many players forward and in the Montreux's box and they'd really tired by this point and it was getting a wee bit scrappy and it was probably too too many players in, in and around the box at times, you know, and it just needed a wee bit of composure. Real got that chance and she takes it. She had a couple more 
chances after that where it's been saved by a keeper or blocked. But you know, she's got that composure. She she's going to score more of them than she misses. Yeah, so a good day at the office card. But I think the most impressive thing was the goal spread across pretty much the full team. With Rio got four, Mia got two, Kirsty Howitt got two, Libby coming in and getting two, Tess getting one, Megan getting one. So I think we're just needing Jenna to have a shot and she'd probably have scored. But it's good to see that the stuff we're doing on the training grounds paying off and if they're no scoring, they're assisting. Yeah, six different goal scorers. I mean, I don't know what more you could ask for, but I will say that last goal, that real goal, Kirsty McLean t- took on about four of their defenders and she just skinned them all and then lays it off for Rio. Because I just want to talk about Kirsty McLean all night. So if we can do that, we'll just continue doing that because she's just world class. But nice for the whole team to get involved. And we always thought that Montrose was going to be a high scoring game. And I think. Because it took a wee while for us to get into it, we're starting to get a little bit worried. But then we, we have no reason to be concerned or worried about this team because they're definitely more relentless and ruthless than they were last season. We're taking our chances. We're putting them away when we need to. But we could have easily had about 20 goals in that game and you couldn't have complained about it. Well, Helen, Cara wants to talk about Kirsten McLean, so let's give her, a, give her what she wants. Just an absolutely sensational player. She's got step over, she's got the around the world, she's got assists, she's got goals. She's, she just, she's getting stronger, she's getting better every single week. You know, she she's got so much composure on the ball, she's prepared to take the ball under pressure. You know, she'll she'll turn out of pressure and just have acres of space to go and pick a pass. She's got a wee turn of pace that maybe people don't credit her for, that she can just take, take a touch and then go by somebody. And her range of passing is just unbelievable. And Carl's obviously got high hopes as to where she might end up, you know, making some bold predictions today at the game. But I don't want to see her going anywhere. I want to see Kirsten McLean win trophy after trophy after trophy with us. But the sky's the limit for Kirsty McLean, she's just an unbelievable player. She's one of the players that could, we don't want to go anywhere, Car, but she could pick wherever she wants to go because there's going to be clubs all over the world that are going to be coming with contracts for her probably the next couple of seasons. Yeah. I'd like us to offer maybe an extension. I know she just signed one last year. Well, in the summer, so maybe we could just get another year tacked onto that. So then, when Barcelona come calling, we'll get a world record fee for her, maybe six hundred grand, seven hundred grand, something like that, just to do us, and then they can get a world class player, and we'll all be happy with it. But I don't think she's ready to go yet herself, and I think that's why she signed an extension with us because she knows that she still needs a bit more time here to develop and you know keep um, improving. But she definitely could go now, and you wouldn't argue with it, but I think she's at a point now where she just wants to stay here, win some things, and then maybe once she hits 18 or whatever, she can go on and then flourish, but it'll be a sad day when she leaves. I was heartbroken when Sam Kerr left, and I'm going to be absolutely heartbroken again when she leaves, but it's what happens in football, I'm afraid. Yeah, she seems very grounded. I think 
she knows that she she probably say a couple maybe another season or two Alan but she's just got so much potential like she's going to be hopefully going it with a bag full of trophies when she eventually does leave us definitely but Carthro is a great example yeah, Sam Kerr you know Kirsty might look at Sam's age when she's got a move to Bayern Munich and know that she, she can stay three or four more years at Rangers win a bag full of trophies impose herself, become a mainstay in the Scotland team and impress on international level as well and then move on. But I'd be absolutely gobsmacked if teams play much bigger leagues are not looking at her and watching most of their games. We've probably got all the scouts in the world in the crowd. That's probably what made up the crowd numbers today. (laughs) So are we... Do we need to do a player of the match for today or is everybody just going to pick Kirsten McLean anyway? Uh, Libby, uh, Kirsten McLean. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually going to be different. I'm going to, oh, going to pick Cathy. This player of the match, I thought Cathy was outstanding when she she moved out, out to cover Rachel. You know, obviously, player of the match poll was up on, on her Twitter page for the next uh, probably 20 hours now since it went up, but Kirsten McLean was outstanding. Rio got four goals and at least one assist. Uh, Wobby Bands came on and, and played re- really well, you know, on her debut, but I, I do think Cathy deserves a, a ma- massive mention because she was outstanding for the sort of 20th minute when she moved out to play as a sort of right centre-back. It was definitely one of the hardest player of the match ones we've done more like anybody could go into it but yeah for me it's probably Kirsten McLean she was just dominating the full game and obviously Libby and that was great but I, I think I would pick Kirsten McLean for me, me any so the we'll do a wee quick loan review um, Becca started two games in a row car against Glasgow City and then Spartans not sure how she got it today because Hamilton weren't really updated it for some reason. But there was some good reports coming out about her against Glasgow City, which is promising because that's the games we're going to want her to really do well in. Yeah, she seems to be improving based purely on what I've seen on Twitter and the few highlights that I have caught. But we know how good she, she is and how good she's going to be. So it was nice that she's getting more minutes now and... Obviously, today was a bit of a different game for them against kind of lower end of the table, but it shows composure for them to come back and draw from 2-0 down. It was quite impressive on that front. I don't know how much Rebecca had to play in that, but I'm going to credit her with the full comeback of that. She probably got subbed off by that point, so I'm obviously talking a <laughs> nonsense, but she just she's such a good player, and I, I would argue we bring her back, but I think she needs the time to go and play and, you know, I guess losing will build up her, her thick skin and give her that confidence she needs to then kick on when she comes back to the to the winning team. Absolutely. So then Jenna Ferguson started both games. Partick lost both of them, unfortunately, Alan. So like there quite a few goals that they'd kind of shipped in the games, which was also partly down to Megan Cunningham. She's benched the... Spartans games but started today so no too great for them but it is what it is when you're on loan you just kind of need to 
build up the resilience to these kind of results. Definitely. Um, I didn't expect Partick to do quite well this season, but they, they took a bit of doing today, especially against Hearts. But, you know, Hearts are a team obviously we expect to push on and, and improve on quite a bit from last year. They've obviously felt they didn't score enough goals last year and, and looked to address that and their incomings in the summer and results like the day kind of show that they've done that. So tough, tough run for Megan and Jenna in the last couple of games. So he'll probably be looking forward to a wee bit of a break and a reset over the international window. Well, Jenna will be away with the nineteen, so not much of a break for her, but yeah. Uh, then Lucy Edmund, the most bizarre loan move ever car. She's went to Queen's Park and I don't think she's started for them yet. She wasn't even in the team today. No, but she went to Queen's Park and disappeared off the face of the earth, it looks like. It's just the most bizarre loan move because surely the whole point is to get minutes and whether it's 45 minutes over the course of a couple of games, just give her some time because what's the point? But like, she may as well just stay with us because she'll get more time training with Joe and Jay and like world-class players rather than being at Queen's Park not even sitting on the bench unless she's picked up a knock or something that we don't know about but it's just a very bizarre and almost seems like a pointless waste of time to be honest in my opinion but maybe they're looking at after the international break she'll come in and be the number one for a couple of games but I don't know, it's just really weird isn't it? Seems to kind of defeat the purpose of the loan, Alan. You'd think there would be some kind of arrangement for her to at least get some minutes. I know a goalkeeper in position's a kind of tricky one, but why send her alone and then she's nowhere to be seen? I'd definitely be disappointed if we don't see Lucy Edmonds starting for Queen's Park soon. You know, uh, she wasn't in the squad today, it was quite baffling. You know, I can understand maybe taking a couple of games before she gets into the team, but uh, early days, it's not been encouraging to start with, but I'd like to uh, judge that maybe by the time we get to the next international break and, and see how many games she's picked up. Queen's Park are obviously flying and doing well, so we want her in there, and a team that's doing well. Absolutely. So that's the kind of load review done. All that's left is the score predictor. How did... Everybody got on, Alan. It was a, a better scoring week uh, than it has been for the last couple of rounds. We're now full round of fixtures again, so only one result really snickered people. Hamilton uh, came back and getting the first point of the season against Spartans today. All but one failed to get that would be a draw. So Gordon Hall came back to form. He was top scorer this this round, uh, he had six correct results, one of them being a correct score. Uh, don't remember what particular one of the scores it was, but 20 points. So saw him top of the board. Obviously, anybody at a game that saw, saw you, Laura, saw wild celebrations on Kirsty Howitt's injury time goal. Become the first person to get two correct scores for the Rangers game. So well done to you. But again, good take up in the last couple of rounds with, with entrants. Uh, it's been more than enjoyable in the group. Uh, everybody seems to be enjoying it, it's taking part and keeping an eye on how we're doing. And it's just nice that 
the team didn't disappoint. Some wild predictions that we would all made for the scores today, and they, m maybe nobody actually got got the correct result. But I think everybody was quite happy that we were predicting our goal fest, and that's exactly what we got. So we're lucky that we never got that one today. You were thirteen nil. I was fourteen nil, but was it be? But I'll live off the midweek score for a bit longer. I think. Especially with the international break now. But yeah, certainly people probably looked and went, it's Motherwell, why is she celebrating so much? But <laughs> the only person to get two correct scores so far, so must know what I'm talking about after all. <laughs> so I think that kind of will round up there. Is there anything else we've missed? First, we want to mention the bus that we're potentially running. Well, that you've looked at organising, and people can now book their seats for or pay their deposit or book, fully book their seats to Aberdeen in January, January twenty eighth. Twenty eighth, yeah. Yeah, if you join, if you join our Facebook group, the, all the details are on there. Get involved in the score predictor and all the other fun shenanigans we do. Alan, anything else we need to mention? No, I'd only to wish the girls who are away on international duty good good luck. Uh, um, I'm sure they'll, they'll smash it if we're given an opportunity. I know they're, they're fine from our start to season, so let's go and see how they get on on the international level. And hopefully we get good news about Rachel's injury after today. And hopefully we get a few players back after the international break, Car. I think yes. on an update, Brogan should be back after the international break. She's obviously no way with the Scotland squad because she's been injured, but I think that's now her six weeks with it up, so she should definitely be back, so that's good news. Yeah, hopefully well, hopefully she can get back in the team because me and Jory and Kayla have been absolutely smashing it, so... So definitely to work our way back in, but I think it'd be nice for me if we get a little bit of a break and get Brogan back in in some minutes. But also, you don't want to throw her back into ninety minutes straight away and see how she is because you know it's an injury that's been bothering her for a while with her calf. So it's nice to get folk back, and then towards the end of the year, we'll have even more players back hopefully, and we'll see that Jane and Lizzie link up and that Lisa Martinez at the back again, and we'll just absolutely be buzzing all the time. Buzzing for the day, buzzing for the future. Yeah, I'm just buzzing. We'll leave, we'll leave it there. Superb. <laughs> Thanks again to Alan and Cash. It's been a pleasure. And enjoy a well earned rest. <laughs> Thanks, Thank you.